Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, a new episode will come out every weekend and will have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. So, for this episode today, we're going to do an NFL season preview. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to ha- having an NFL season, which is really nice. Um, so, uh, based off of that, we uh, because there have been announcements and news of NFL teams being able to reopen their facilities, and now states allowing professional teams to do some training camps. So we're getting closer and closer to some, not just the NFL, but NHL, NBA doing some uh, doing some things to come back, looking to come back. And it sounds like all three, at least those two, are coming back, and NFL is looking to go strong. Anticipation of this season happening, we're going to do this by division. So we'll go NFC West, AFC West, NFC East, AFC East, so on, so forth. Um, and I just got a couple of talking points for each team, and then I'll give my record prediction for each uh, for each team. And then we'll talk about it like that. All right. So here we go. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. My first talking point here is this is Kyler's second season, right? Kyler Murray is an interest. He's not an interesting quarterback. He's 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 the quarterback that will tri- that will take this team to new levels. I really think he will. Um, this season is going to be very important because he has a lot of new weapons, and if he can connect with these weapons pretty well, then this team's going to win. You know, and if he the other the other thing is. If he can say, I mean, he was healthy last year, but if he can stay clean in the pocket, if, you know, not get hit super often and, you know, be smart. And he was in college. He was really smart with his body and all that. So like by sliding and getting out of bounds when he can. So that's, um, that's Kyler for you though. Um, I think that's, that's important to know though. And to go along with that Cliff Kingsbury's second year is another important thing to, to note here. He was hired last year. People kind of questioned the hiring, but I think this is the year that he can prove, hey, I'm the real. I can be a real deal at head coach. I don't think they'll pretend. I don't think they'll get a winning record. I think they can get close to 500. If not, they'll get 500. Um, so, um, this is a Kingsbury prove it year. Into Kingsbury prove it year for me. Well, not prove it year, but saying kind of rub it in the face kind of year more so than anything. This team has a lot of excitement, too. You look on both sides of the ball, offense, defense, right? Quarterback Kyler, Kenny Drake comes back, Kenny Drake's back, and then receivers absolutely stacked. DeAndre Hopkins is there. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Hakeem Butler, six Receivers, I just listed there, by the way. Um, pretty solid offensive line with Justin Pugh, Josh Jones, who they drafted, Marcus Gilbert, DJ Humphreys. Um, not too bad. And then that defensive side of the ball. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, who they drafted this year in the first. Chandler Jones um, is another key player. Patrick Peterson, um, Byron Murphy, Buda Baker. A uh, lot, of, lot of really good players on the defense as well. But the, the one issue with this is it, it's a they're in a really tough division. With the 49ers and the Seahawks, both who I think will be really, really good teams. Rams, 
Nacho sure just at Rams. I think they're going to be an all right team this year, but my record prediction here for the Cardinals seven and nine. Moving on to the Rams. Now for the Rams, um, I don't think they're strong at receiver or running back as they were with Cooks, Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley here. Um, they do add Van Jefferson in the draft and Cam Akers as well, um, both in the second. The issue is, can they pick up where Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley left off? Um, it's going to be difficult for them, especially with the situation that they're in, the time. You know, virtual offseason right now, you're not really getting a lot of work with um, with Jared Goff and with McVay. So it's a little, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. So we'll, it would be interesting to see kind of what happens there. Um, so, but those two really need to have great years, I think, for this team to maybe sneak into the playoffs. Um, I think golf needs a good year to avoid a bust label. Um, now I don't think he's a bust at, at all at any means here, but I think there are some people that are saying this could be the case. You know, his first year, he wasn't that great, you know, and then, you know, Eventually, when McVay comes around, he it, the offense is sculpted around him, right? And he plays well, right? They go to the Super Bowl. They lose to the Cowboys. I th- can't remember if they I think they, they either lost to the Cowboys in the first round or they beat them and then lost to the Falcons in the next one. And then they uh, don't make the playoffs the next year. So they're really going in the wrong direction, and I think a lot of it's going to be based off of Goff and his production. He's going to need help from those two guys I mentioned uh, before. Now, along with that, I do think they can be a a nice wild card playoff team. Let's get this clear if they remain healthy. And two guys in particular, um, Cooper Cup and Joe Whitworth. If those two can stay healthy, this team will be fine. Cup has been injured the last couple of years. Um, he's their number one receiver, and if he remains healthy, he can be a superstar receiver for this team and really help maybe open up the field for the tight ends or maybe even uh, Robert Woods or Van Jefferson and maybe help that ru- get that run game going. Um, and then Andrew Whitworth obviously protecting the blind side, the left tackle of, um, of Jared Goff. If he goes down, I think they're just – in huge trouble, you know, because Whitworth is one of the best tackles in the league. And then the other talk, the final talking point I have for this team is that the defense is still really freaking good. I mean, if you think about it, Brockers is back. Still have Aaron Donald. They add A. Sean Robinson on into the interior of that line, um, which still isn't super strong though. Um, still, still good signing. Um, they do get, let's see, Leonard Floyd in free agency, outside linebacker, pretty good player. Inside linebacker, I believe Micah Kaiser is the starter. Should be pretty interesting to see what happens there. And then you go uh, Jalen Ramsey at corner and John Johnson at strong safety. Pretty decent um, defense. Shouldn't have to worry too much about the secondary, especially that defensive line is getting the quarterback. So, uh, but offense, pr- offensive production really hurting this team. I think record prediction six and ten. Niners. Um, first off, 
key losses. Uh, three, really. Emmanuel Sanders at receiver, the Forrest Buckner at D tackle, and Joe Staley at offensive tackle. Um, but they do replace them with Brandon Ayuk at receiver, Trent Williams, left tackle, Javon Kinlaw at D tackle. The only one, the only person that I see playing at the same level or above the same level of the person that the that the 49ers lost is Trent Williams. I think he's probably the best left tackle in football. Um, he did take a full year off though, so that could really hurt him. I think that is a that is an issue there. But I think Ayuk and Kinlaw will be good, but their production numbers won't be the same to Sanders and Buckner um, at all. So that that's the first little kind of issue that there is with this team. And really the only issue I have with this team. Because uh, I do think it is a dangerous team. Everybody essentially, yeah, I mean, yeah, they lose maybe three or four guys. Burita is the uh, really only, Burita and Goodwin are the two other, two other players that I think are, that really hurt losing this team. I mean, Burita wasn't much of a loss anyway. Uh, they had a crowded backfield. Tevin Coleman and uh, Raheem Mostert, you still have Jimmy G. You know, Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, offensive line besides Staley, you know, and then you got that defensive line, Bosa, Armstead, Thomas, Ford, you know, Drew Tranquil at linebacker, Fred Warner at linebacker, Richard Sherman at corner. Like, this team's, it's a pretty much the same team, man. Um, this team that I think could go back to the Super Bowl, I think they're that good. I really do. Um, really nothing changed too much on that team anyway. Um, really not too much to dwell on there, but I think they they could be the best team in the NFC. You know, obviously Tampa is a huge favorite in the NFC right now. I think they're my favorite. Um, but, you know, you got teams like the Cowboys who I think can be good, but I think the 49ers still have the edge. Seahawks could be really good. I think they'll have the edge. And I think they truly have the edge over the best team in the in the NFC North, uh, which we'll get to a little bit later. But uh, record prediction for the Niners, 13-3. Uh, and three. Then to the Seahawks. Seahawks, I think the offense got a little bit stronger. They added Greg Olson to what was already pretty – an already pretty decent offense. Will Disley at tight end, Greg Olson at tight end now. So two solid tight end weapons for uh, Russell Wilson. Pretty solid running backs in Carson, uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and Marshawn Lynch. And then receivers. Really, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are the two main receivers. I mean, come on. Dwayne Brown at left tackle was pretty good. I believe they signed DJ Fluker as well. Not too bad two not not two pretty decent players on that offensive line uh so really not bad at all there uh a couple issues though defense is nothing what like is nothing what it used to be man um you think about those really in seattle fans think about those good old days you have sherman yeah uh richard sherman camp chancellor earl thomas you know bobby wagner bruce Irvin, kj wright uh, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Bennett, Averill, Thomas, uh, Chancellor Sherman, gone. Irvin was gone for a little bit. 
he's now back. They just signed him in free agency this year. Wagner's still there, and Wright's still there. Lack of that stuff there. But then they do bring in Jordan Brooks from the draft. Um, They draft him in the first. Quentin Dunbar, a corner. They acquire him from the Redskins in a trade. Um, But I still don't think they can reach Legion of Boom-esque defense, man. I I just don't think they can. Um, Another concern, running game. Can it be consistent? Um, I feel like last year, last season was the first time they've ever had a really consistent run game. Um, And if they can keep that going, it would be great. You know, Carson, Penny, Lynch were really kind of the three main featured backs there, which is, which is um, to be expected. But I think this team, if they can keep that going, that play action to Metcalf and Disley and Olsen will open up this field, man, um, to, you know, and Russell Wilson can be, I think, eventually become MVP. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, for this team, this is the big concern. Wilson's not running like crazy. He doesn't have to be Houdini, you know. Uh, he doesn't have to be a magician every play getting out of sacks. This offensive line needs to protect him. And if they protect him to the best of their ability, this team can win some freaking games. Let me tell you that. But with all that being said, uh, record prediction for, for the Seahawks, 13-3. Thir- they proved me wrong last year, so I, I need to be high on them this year, man. All right. Moving on to AFC West. Starting with the Broncos. I think the, with the Broncos, this team has really improved. Um, they've taken the right steps to at least be somewhat competitive in this division, right? I think they can compete for second. I think they're a solid lock, lock for second. And um, I think, you know, when we get to the Chargers and the Raiders, it'll be pretty self-explanatory why I think this. Um, and, you know, w- with the people they brought in, like Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Lloyd Cushenberry, Graham Glasgow, Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boye, and Melvin Gordon, right? Great additions, some being weapons for Locke, which will be huge to his game. Protection for Locke, huge for his game. And adding to what is an already solid defense. That's going to be huge for the team. Um, So it's this team has taken the right steps. They really have. And there's really not much to really, da- you know, you know, go against this team on. But there is one thing I do have an issue with with this team, and that is Drew Locke himself. He only played. He started five games. Only played in five games last season. And can he? And he played well in some of those games. Can he keep that up? Because if he can. I don't think this is kind of like the Cardinals. I don't think they get double-digit wins. Maybe not a a, a winning record, but you get close to 500. Because, again, you got the Chiefs. I think there are some tough games in there that they're going to have to pull out of their you know, teeth, really. So uh, Locke just needs to play his butt off this, this season to show he can be a true starter and show why he shouldn't – why. Uh, he should have been taken over uh, Daniel Jones, at least, or in Haskins. So, 
but record prediction seven and nine for the Broncos. All right, to the Chargers. All right, so for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, my talking points really number one in a lot of this is offensive, right? And it's kind of about the quarterback. This is the main thing. Does Justin Herbert or Tyrod Taylor start week one? I'm bank. I'm not going to bank on anything right now. But they they have one of two ways to go. Number one, have Tyrod play, and then eventually put Herbert in, or to start Herbert the whole year. Because go back and look at the Cleveland Browns. Same situation. Same exact quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor. They start Tyrod Taylor. They're doing all right. He gets hurt. Baker comes in magic. They regret not playing him earlier. Do they do that? Or do they say, okay, let's play Herbert from week one and be satisfied? I think that's the debate that they're going to have. And obviously, it's a huge debate. But to me, I don't know what the right call is right now. Uh, But that is a bit of a concern. Another concern. Not much depth at receiver. Well, I, the last couple of years, they had a lot of depth at receiver. But this year, they kind of lose it. Um, they go more so, now it's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Joe Reed, who was drafted in the fifth, could be a nice little addition. Could add some nice depth there. But they really kind of need to hone in a little bit more on some pass catchers there. Um, it, it, will, it does help that they have Hunter Henry, though that he is back. So it'll be interesting to kind of see um, how well this offense kind of clicks. And then another one thing that I do like about this team, two things I do like about this team. O-line looks somewhat nice. You got Brian Balaga, who you signed free agency, who they're listing that left tackle, but played more right tackle in Green Bay. So a little bit of a questionable move there for me. Um, but I like it. I like the addition. like the addition I also like the addition of Trey Turner, who they got in a trade uh, with the Panthers. They sent Russell Kuhn, their starting left tackle, to to the Panthers, but they get Trey Turner here. Going to play right guard. And then Mike Pouncey at center. Those are the three guys I really like. I can't really talk about the, um, the other guard and the other tackle right now because I'm not so sure how well th- those two guys are, how good they are. So, uh, But still... Three solid players on an offensive line is not bad at all. Uh, and then that defense looks nice, man. Um, this is... It, if the offense can click, because this defense is going to be really good, um, this is going to be a great team. Because that defense of Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Linval Joseph they added in free agency. Nice. Should open, should open things up for those two guys on the edge. They got Kenneth Murray, who they drafted in the first round of the draft this year. Nice addition. Was in need. Good job. And then you go at corner. You have Casey Hayward, and they add Chris Harris. Two nice Pro Bowl corner, uh, Pro Bowl caliber corners. And then Derwin James, who is a beast. And then Nasir Adderley. Pretty dang good defense right there. If you're in this division, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos, I'll worry about this defense, man. Uh, But 
really offense offensive consistency on the on the mind. Record prediction five and eleven. Moving on to the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, honestly, we got to start with the huge loss in Kendall Fuller. You know, besides him, there really wasn't a huge loss to this team. You know, and and you look at that trade that they had for Fuller. Really interesting trade. They give up Alex Smith, who played really well in Washington until he got hurt. They get Kendall Fuller, who is now left in free agency, to Washington, and a third-round pick. After doing some research, that third-round pick, they didn't use it. They traded it to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati took Malik Jefferson. So looking back at it, now, for sure, Washington has won the trade. All right. But besides that, huge loss. Offense is still the same. Um, You know, you bring back, obviously, Mahomes is back. Running backs are pretty much the exact same. Plus, adding Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at running back, which is a nice, nice addition, I think, could get some really good consistency um, at the run game for this team. Um, they had the chance, there was a chance that Sammy Watkins and the Marcus Robinson could have left. But you know what happened? We can't find any other great opportunities. We're coming back on one of your deals. So all the receivers are back. Travis Kelsey's there. O-line stays intact. That's scary. Um, you know, all that kind of goes into Mahomes is freaking outstanding. Mahomes is a great quarterback, whatever. I mean, he is. I mean, you can't dwell on that too much because Mahomes is just freaking Mahomes. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the game for the next 15 years. I mean, I, I, I that's what I think, really. And, and the other talking point is you really can't bet against this team, especially since they're pretty much the same team. Whew. Offensively, defensively, pretty much the same thing too. Defensive line didn't really lose much. Um, linebacker still a bit of a weakness corner, but whatever. Still pretty much the exact same team. Can't bet against them. Record prediction here for Super Bowl champs. 13 and three. And then we get to the team that I'm not the biggest fan of in this division right now. It's the Raiders. A lot of it's because of Derek Carr. My two points kind of go together. My first two points really go together. And I'm worried about Derek Carr and Carr needs a good year. Carr was a good quarterback early on in his career. Ever since that injury, I feel like he's been up and down, up and down. Really kind of one of those quarterbacks to where you're like, ugh. They did sign Marcus Mariota. Could be a potential replacement. It's a thought in the back of their mind, I think. Carr is really the deciding factor in me for this team. Because besides that, I like what they did offensively this offseason. Jerry Judy, oh, not Jerry Judy, my bad. Henry Ruggs drafted in the first receiver. Brian Edwards, another receiver, drafted in the third. Jason Witten added in free agency. You have Josh Jacobs still. You have Darren Waller still. And that offensive line is pretty dang good. So offense, offense looks nice. Can Carr be consistent? Defense improves, which helps. 
They had two, the two young DNs in Cleveland for own Arden Key, Jonathan Hankins, Maurice Hurst, and they add Malik Collins in free agency to the tackle. You go to linebackers, they add Nick uh, uh, Kwiatkowski um, from the Bears and Corey Lewitton from the Rams. Both play inside, but um, uh, Kwiatkowski might play outside, I think. Um, Kamara, Prince Mukamara added in free agency as well, playing corner, and then Demarius Randall, Demarius Randall at strong safety. The defense does improve, but there's still, you know, the last and final point I have here is there's still a lot of work to do to catch up to the Chiefs. Um, I think a new quarterback, I think uh, if Carr doesn't play well, more depth defensively, and then just, you know, getting a just really playing consistently, consistently is my thing. Record prediction, four and twelve. All right, now we're into the NFC East. Let's talk Dallas Cowboys. So, with this, um, first thing I want to note. Scary offense. Zeke, Dak, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Really all, all you need to highlight there. Pretty good offensive line minus center right now, and tight ends a bit of a weakness, but still it's a scary offense. Teams within the NFC East defensively need to, will need to wake up when they play this team. I think a lot of teams will need to wake up when they play this team. The defense gets better. You know, they lost a couple pieces defensively. Um, yes, they lose Byron Jones. They draft Trayvon Diggs. Diggs might not be Byron Jones. Let's not bank that he will be. Um, but they do replace the loss of Lee Collins with Jared McCoy and Dontari Poe, two solid defensive tackles. And HaHa Clinton Dix is a huge upgrade over Jeff Heath. I, I think it's a, it was a good job. They did what they could. Um, and my one... You know, that goes into a point that I had. They did the best to replace what they lost. And then, um, you know, and that kind of also goes into, you know, the whole, the huge situation at center with Travis Frederick retiring. They did their best. You know, they took uh, Tyron Badez at, you know, in the fourth round. He's a center. He went to Wisconsin. Frederick went to Wisconsin. I don't think Frederick, I think Frederick, you know, didn't go in the first. Uh, they're Pedaz. So maybe there might be a little, there's some similarities there to their stories, but can Pedaz play at the level that Frederick did? And I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I still think this offense will still be scary enough to where this record for this team becomes 11 and 5. All right, to the Eagles. Philadelphia, um, number one thing to talk about with these guys is can Carson Wentz stay healthy? If he does, I think this team's good, uh, or at least decent. Um, you know, I, I I do like the back in Sanders. It's the receiving core I'm not too hot on, um, and that I'm not too great on. But if Wentz stays healthy, good for him, great. I think it's like it would be his first full season, I think. So you have that, but really kind of an iffy situation. Uh, another thing is, will those early draft picks hit? Really, the two picks I'm talking about are Jalen Rager and uh, 
Jalen Hurts. Rager was an interesting, uh, both were interesting picks. Um, Justin Jefferson was on the board when they took Rager. I was watching a, a draft coverage on Bleacher Report, and there was an Eagles fan there, and he was he was not happy that they took Rager over um, Jefferson. And so, and you know, obviously he said, I hope you prove me wrong. But apparently this guy has had drop issues at TCU. Um, so a little bit iffy on that. And Jalen Hurts was just questionable to me. This is not a guy you that you take in the second round just to say, okay, we're going to play him at Taysom Hill role. I, I don't think Hurts is a Taysom Hill kind of player. Taysom Hill is a guy that plays tight end, returner, receiver, quarterback, running back. Hurts can't play all of those. So I would say that, that why does he even take him there? Um, concerns besides that, um, besides those couple things, secondary is not super strong. They did bring in nickel Roby Coleman, um, at, at corner. They'd, they, they brought in Darius Slay with the trade from the lions. They still have Avante Maddox and Sidney Jones, but it's still not the best. And, and Ronnie McLeod at free safety is not bad, but they lose Malcolm Jenkins at strong safety, which is a huge loss for this team, by the way, huge loss. Um, which it, which is a huge part of that as well. And the linebackers, still a huge weakness. They were at least one of the better linebackers this offseason and did nothing to address it. They must really like what they have there. I don't. I think this that linebacker and cornerback um, DB um, lack of depth will hurt them, as will the next team. But record prediction for the Eagles, 5-11. and 11. Going to the Giants here. Um, talking point here, head coach situation, odd hire and Joe judge. I understand they might want to go the way of kind of a Brian Flores, Matt Patricia hire, but Joe judge is interesting because Patricia was DC Flores was DC. This guy, this guy was a receivers coach and I think special teams coordinator as well. So odd kind of hire number one. Number two, Daniel Jones. He was decent. He was. He was good. He actually he actually was good. Um, a lot of people said that draft pick was a reach, but if you want your guy, you take him there, right? Um, but there are some things I do think Daniel... Well, well, it's not really he needs to improve at all. I think he, it's that he needs that he needs help more protection, and this goes into the next one, more protection from the offensive line, and then more support from the group around him, the running back in Saquon, the receivers in Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard. They need more consistency at receiver. Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy, if they can all help him, that would be great. It really will, because Jones, if he can get that, like I think he's a good enough quarterback. He just needs the help from those receivers and tight ends really um so uh but then a last talking point for the giants here weaknesses at linebacker and defensive backs man this i talked about this with the eagles this can easily be the downfall defensive line on both teams are great but they can maybe stop the run but if you don't have great linebackers or corners or safeties you're gonna get torched by, by the opposing receivers, especially when you have the Dallas Cowboys, you have three really good receivers, Terry McLaurin on the Redskins, um, and then you play other teams 
that have this multiple good receivers. Um, so it's going to plague them for sure. Record prediction three and thirteen. Redskins. A couple things. A couple talking points. Number one, Jack Del Rio. I think Jack Del Rio is going to be a huge, huge help for this defense. Defense was pretty good last year, but I think Jack Del Rio can maybe turn this defense into an elite defense. As long as everybody's used right, everybody's healthy, things can roll well there on that defense. Number two, Ken Haskins continues good play from the end of the year. He actually played really well. A lot of people will criticize Haskins for what he did. I encourage people to go ahead and... Um, on Twitter, on Facebook, go search up Dan Orlovsky, Dwayne Haskins. He defends the crap out of Haskins and says, well, this is what he did. He was good. I don't understand why people are calling him out. That's really the only thing that um, that I, I really like watching every now and then. Orlovsky, by the way, great person to listen to if you want to get more information on football. Um, three, they brought in really good veteran leaders from free agency, Thomas Davis, Ronald Darby, Kendall Fuller, Kyle Allen. Those are the kind of guys that you like to see there, especially Thomas Davis. People know he's been, he's been up for Walter Payton man of the year. Number one, number two, he was a huge leader on that defense in Carolina with Ron Rivera. When Luke Keekley was there, when uh, you had uh, Dontari Poe, Kawan Short, all those guys there. He was a leader, and boy, do you want those. And Kendall Fuller, obviously, being with this team before, and Ronald Darby. It's pretty nice to help, uh, to have some of that kind of help there. Ron Rivera, already making difference. Um, you know, he said, I, I want to keep people who are in, in on this, in on this culture. We're going to keep you, no matter what. Trent Williams, Quentin Dunbar. Yeah, I don't feel like it. Well, you know what? Dunbar, Seattle, Williams, San Fran. Goodbye. Sent them out and said, this is what we're doing. Already setting the tone for this team, which being a fan of this team, I really like. Um, and then the next point I have, this defense is good within itself already, but... If Reuben Foster is healthy, this Washington defense will be one of the scariest in the NFL. Young, Kerrigan, uh, Sweat, Ioannidis, Payne, Allen, Anderson, Davis, Foster, Holcomb. Damn good front seven there. Watch out for that team if Foster is healthy. And then last point I want to talk about here, receivers, young receivers, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, Calvin Harmon, Gandy Golden, Steven Sims, they still need some veteran presence. Cody Latimer is there, but still not much of a veteran presence there. And Trey Quinn, oldest guy there, Mr. Irrelevant from not that long ago, one of the oldest guys there too. So not a lot there, but I think this team is talented enough based on my record prediction, of 7-9. and nine. All right, moving on to the AFC East. Oh, God. All righty. 
Buffalo Bills, starting with the Bills, um, offense, I think, improves. You know, offense was good last year. They had a good offensive line. They had um, Singletary. They had Gore. And they had Beasley and Brown. Well, they just got better. Stefan Diggs is added into the fray. Zach Moss is added to the fray. So you have younger legs to replace Frank Gore. Stefan Diggs is a true number one receiver. You already you still have John Brown, you still have Cole Beasley. This offense is gonna be good. So pretty um, and that goes into more weapons for uh Josh Allen. The defense, it uh th- this defense has depth, man. Ed Oliver great player. You know, you have a lot of really good players on this defense, right? And it was a pretty good defense last year, right? And they add guys like Mario Addison, AJ Epinesa, and Josh Norman to that defense. That's pretty good, man. Josh Norman can be a nice veteran presence in the corners. Um, you look at Epinesa, who can probably, who will probably start, I think, at one end spot, and then Addison can start at the other end. That, that might be a pretty good defense there. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the Jaguars in 2017, but better. Jaguars in 2017 had a great defense, and that carried them to the AFC Championship. This Buffalo Bills team will have a great defense, but will have a better offense because it's no Blake Bortles, let me tell you that. Record prediction, 11-5. and five. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Um, with the Dolphins, uh, they made all the right moves. Seriously, bringing in Tua, drafting the left tackle, doing what they did in free agency. Great moves. Um, can compete. I think can compete to become maybe second or third in this division. Third's not that great, but second for sure. Um, and then my other, fi- my final talking point here will be. Can Tua stay healthy? Um, yeah, this is the biggest one for this team, though. Tua more than likely will start. If that hip can stay healthy, and if he can stay healthy throughout his career, this team's going to be damn good. Because Tua's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But record prediction for this team, 6-10. and 10. Moving on to the Jets. Even though they bring in guys like Mekhi Becton, who they drafted, at 11, and Connor McGovern. Offensive line, still a bit of a weakness for this team. They've still got Calvin Beachum. They do have Chuma Adoga. Adoga might be a bit of a project this year still, but they don't really have a lot of guard play here. Not great at guard. So they will need some help there, um, but that could easily be a, a huge blow to this team. Huge blow. Um... The next thing that we have here is Darnold can show out. I think Darnold is a good quarterback. He just hasn't had the amount of weapons or a lot of help. This year, now he'll have Bell, Le'Veon Bell, he'll have Frank Gore, he'll have Denzel Mims, he'll have uh, Jameson Crowder, Quincy, and and Nunwa. So good, 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 good start there. And then you got, uh, you know, that offensive line that could be decent, could be not great. Uh, but another part is, can the defense support the offense? Defense needs to play at a high level for this team to really win some games. My real, my real concern for this team is that defensive side of the ball. Um, 
and if they are, if they are, I think if that defense is, if the defense for this team is consistent, I think they can win a couple games. But based off of all of that, my record prediction, six and 10. Moving on, New England Patriots. So, boy, a lot of you are going to love this. Brady's gone, obviously. Big, big loss. Um, And they're saying we're rolling with Jared Stidham. I call, at first I called BS, but now it's true. And I'm not the biggest Stidham fan. I just, I just don't think it will work. He's, he doesn't have the experience, right? It's going to be tough. He has some nice talent around him. He, he, he doesn't have Gronk. He still has Edelman. He doesn't have Dorsett. He still has, um, I believe it's Sanu. Yeah, it's Sanu. Um, and Jacoby Myers. So some pretty good receivers, good running game, decent offensive line. It says I'm not the biggest fan of the quarterback himself. I'm a little worried for uh, for this Patriots team because I do think the play will decline because of him. Now, a big, a, 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 another big issue is obviously Gronk unretired, but was traded to the Bucks. They haven't really found a Gronk replacement. Now they did draft two tight ends, about ten picks apart in the third, in Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene, and which one of them will take over the Gronk role? I'm not sure, um, but it'll be interesting to see if any of them do, if one of them do, if none of them do. Uh, that didn't sound like English to me, but either way, um, you know, it, it's going to be tough to fill the Gronk role, and these two guys will have to compete, and they're both third-round picks, so can they live up to the hype? Maybe, maybe not. And to me, lost too many good players as well. Obviously, they lose Brady. They lose Gronk. They lose, Dorsett wasn't that great, but Dorsett does, is a bit of an impact here. Um, they lost one of the, they lost Nate Abner. They lost, they traded a safety to Detroit. They, um, they lose a Landon Roberts. They lose Kyle Vantanoy. They lose Danny Shelton. They lose Jamie Collins. Not all of that's going to help, man. Really, not all of that's going to help. Um, and with that being said, record prediction, really shocking, 3-13. and 13. All right, now here we are moving on to the NFC South. So let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, boy. Huge quarterback upgrade from Jameis Winston. Tom Brady. That's all you need to say, Tom Brady. Um, the good thing here, though, is that they're able to protect Brady. Pretty, pretty solid offensive line. Left tackle in uh, Donovan Smith. I believe Tr- Tristan Wirfs listed at right tackle. You got um, Ali, Ali Marpet at left guard. You got a pretty good guard at right, uh, pretty good player at right guard, pretty good player at center as well. Um, so they're able to protect him, which is nice. They're going to have oh, a nice little one two punch um, with. With the running backs with um, Ronald Jones and Kayshawn Vaughn. And not only that, but they get the number one target from New England for Brady and Rob Gronkowski. You cannot bet against those two at all. 
Brady to Gronk in a Bucks uniform is going to look really weird. But not only that, but the defense looks great. You know, they don't have... They brought Sue back. They have Vitavea. JPP is back, right? Shaq Barrett. Levante David. Pretty good. You Secondary is pretty good at corner. And then at, at safety, you add an Ant, Anton Winfield. Whew. That defense is going to be pretty good in that division. Record prediction, 14-2. and two. Let's move on to the Falcons. Um, Falcons, this is a team that, unlike some teams, did really well in replacing the key players that left. Devonta Freeman gone, Todd Gurley in. Gurley, when healthy, great running back. And if he's healthy, this team's going to be good. Um... Cut Desmond Trufant, A.J. Terrell in. I think good corner. Took him in the first. Talented enough. Um, they're tight end. Austin Hooper, gone. Trade for Hayden Hurst. Strong free agency period. And no, uh, Devondre Campbell, left at linebacker. Bring in Dante Fowler at linebacker. Pretty good, pretty good job in doing that. Offense should be good. Julio. Is Julio, Riley Ridley, Hayden Hurst, essentially, it's essentially close to the same offense that he had last season, but maybe a little bit more of a dynamic running back in Gurley. Um, Hayden Hurst, who's a good enough tight end, I think can live up to the hoop, maybe not Hooper height, but still pretty good. That's, um, But then, it, you know, just solid offensive line all around. Lindstrom, McGarry, Matthews, Mack. That is a good offensive line, so they should be pretty damn good. They they can really get back to old form too. It's all in that defense, man. If that defense, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, if they can, you know, uh, Grady Jarrett, if this team can be a good enough defensive team, they're going to get back to old form. And it's going to be health, which is the main issue. Like. The main issue, like previous years, last year they were they were actually looking really good until they got hit with the injury bug. Man, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, I think a couple other players just they were going down like that, man. Um, so, but I still think this team can bounce back pretty well. But based off of what we what they have so far, record prediction six and ten. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers. Um, big question here for me is how will Matt Rule translate into the NFL? Uh, it'll be interesting. I think Rule has made some right choices in bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, a little questionable choices, too, with bringing guys that have worked with, with work worked with him before so it's an odd little dynamic there in Carolina I'm not so sure how I feel but it's also this team looks pretty good um another question really for me is and I'm a big fan of you know especially in Madden tight ends right the the tight end position I love throwing to Jordan Reed you know when he was on the Redskins I love throwing to guys like George Kittle you know and and Grant Golson was one that I really liked but can Ian Thomas emerge after losing a guy like Greg Olson? If Ian Thomas can't be that key player right there, 
I think this this offense is going to have a tough time, even though they have Christian McCaffrey. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, before they had uh, another talking point, before they had Teddy, it was going to be Will Greer. But Teddy bringing in Teddy Bridgewater does provide stability at quarterback, which is a huge deal, I think, for this Panthers team. Getting rid of Cam, you know, they're going to be like, okay, if we want to get rid of Cam, we need a solid quarterback. Right now, we're not so sold in Greer. Let's get Teddy Bridgewater, and then we'll cut Cam. I think that's what kind of what went into the decision for them. And then the final thing is, I think this defense would be pretty good. We added some nice pieces. Eli Apple, Jeremy Chin, Tahir Whitehead, Derek Brown, Yatur Gross Matos. But biggest hole in that defense is middle linebacker. Shaq Thompson's playing, but they're losing Luke Keekley to retirement. This is a... It was shocking when it happened, and I think that spot within itself will be a huge loss for them and maybe why they get a record prediction of 5-11. and 11. All right, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints, a team that feel like, feels like they've been cheated out of the Super Bowl the last couple of years, and I agree with that, but they're going to be good again. They are. They did really well this offseason. They replaced Ted Ginn Jr., who was a good receiver, with Emmanuel Sanders. I think who plays at a higher level than Ted Ginn. He's younger than Ted Ginn, and it's just, oh my gosh. How do you not like that sign to the Saints? Offensive line is going to be good. Um, Andrews Pete comes back. Taron Armstead. Ryan Ramshek. Larry Actually, Larry Warford got released. But they like who they have a left guard. And Caesar, Caesar Ruiz at right guard. And they have a solid center, too. So, really good job on this offensive line for, for the Saints. Defense will be good. Um, you know, they bring back uh, <laughs> they bring back Jenkins. Whew, that will help a whole lot for this defense. Um, and I think will be a lot of motivation for this defense. And, Michael, and of course, Michael Thomas is going to go off again. I think this team's too good, man. Uh, and, of course, Drew Brees. But record prediction here, 14-2. and two. All right, so we have the AFC South and then the North left. So hanging, just hang in there, guys. We're almost done here. All right, so we're starting off with the Colts. I, th- I think the Colts are a good team. They vastly improved this offseason. Jacoby Brissett was that quarterback. Who they play some with? Phillip Rivers. I like Rivers a lot, and um, this this should really upgrade the play. There's weapons there for Rivers. T.Y. Houghton, Jack Doyle, Mo Alley-Cox, um, Trey Burton, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. Nice little uh, bit of... Nice weapons for him there. Defense. Damn good defense already. You know, we this was defense a lot of people were talking about going into the season. You know, uh, Darius Leonard, uh, Malik Hooker, uh, some pretty good corners. D-line was pretty good. But they add firepower. DeForest Buckner and Xavier Rhodes. So they improved in their secondary vastly with Xavier Rhodes being a good player. And adding DeForest Buckner was the biggest piece of that puzzle, I think. Um, and this is a really solid option for the second in the division. Uh, the Jags, I think, are 
interest. Jags just eh. Texans we'll talk about a little bit later, but solid option for second in the division. And then I think they're a playoff caliber team. I think Rivers just does that to the team. I think he adds just a whole lot of talent, and people will like having him around. People say he's crazy, but I, I, I think he's a good, good enough quarterback. Record prediction, 10-6. and six. All right, Jaguars. Uh, A.J. Bouye and Calais Campbell gone. Two of their best players on defense are gone. They had to clean, they had to clean out some cap space to sign some people. Uh, but um, still, those two gone, I think it really hurts. Um, de- defense, I think, will be pretty pretty good, but offense is not going to be that strong. Levis- uh, people, they added LaVisca Chanel, Tyler Eifert, Chris Thompson uh, to that offense, but still, I just I just don't see it being that strong for some reason. It's, um, I, I mean, Minshew, I, I, a lot of it's really Minshew, and if Minshew's that guy, and, you know, they don't have a great backup quarterback. They traded Foles. I think that's the biggest part of this, too. And with Minshew... He showed flashes. He was good for a part of last season. They said, hey, Foles, we're going to put Foles back in. They put him back in. He wasn't playing well. And then they put Minshew in, and Minshew couldn't do anything else. Minshew mania was gone. So I think they're really, they really need to see if Minshew is that guy. And I think they're the weakest team in this division by far. Um, it's not even close. Record prediction, 2-14. and 14. Moving on, Houston Texans. DeAndre Hopkins gone. Um, that I th- that's a huge loss on this team. Um, I think there there's a bit of decline in player receiver. Yes, they have Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Yes, they have Randall Cobb and they have Will Fuller. But it's there's no guy who can really emulate a Hopkins kind of player, so it's going to be rough for this team. They get an aging running back in David Johnson. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Duke, they have Duke Johnson there um, and David Johnson, Johnson brothers, really. Um, I, I understand wanting to add maybe some veteran presence, um, but a bit of a questionable spot, especially when running back wasn't that much of a need for, you, for them. Um, Watson has, has some weapons, but it still needs some help. You know, we saw how, how he was last year. You know, they struggled against the Patriots in the uh, playoffs. And yes, it, you know, it was, oh no, my bad, it was the Chiefs. Uh, but, you know, it, it's the Chiefs, what can you say? Uh, but still need some help. And Bill O'Brien may be on the hot seat because he's, he's a head coach slash GM of this team. And with the move that he made, a lot of people were already giving him heat. And if they don't do well this year, I think th- there could be a chance that he's gone. Um, but record 6-10. and 10. All right, moving on to probably my favorite team in this division based off of roster build, Tennessee Titans. To me, they're the strongest team in the division because they pretty much brought everybody back minus Jarrell Casey. He, he's really like the biggest loss that they had on this team. Deion Lewis, they cut. Delaney Walker, they cut. But they had a solid... T- uh, Johnu Smith and Ferkser were two tight ends that they really liked. And we talked about Jarrell Casey. Jack Conklin, another big loss. But they bring in Isaiah Wilson to really fill that. Right, so it's pretty much the same team as as last year. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown, you know Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, Ferkser, pretty much everybody's still there. 
uh, minus Casey and Conklin and Lewis and Walker, whatever. Right. I, and you know, there are some questions. Can Tenny Hill keep the heat going? You know, he, he was great last season. He was rolling last season. And, uh, but a lot of it was also, um, Derrick Henry, but some people say it was all Derrick Henry, but their quarterback has to play good too. Tannehill played well when he was in there last season. And then, can Tannehill stay healthy? He does have a history of injuries, especially when he was with the Dolphins. Last year when he played, he was was healthy, and they and he played really well. I think that shows the floor, ceiling, one of those two for him. Um, so I think he, he's actually a good quarterback, and a lot of us misjudged him when he was in Miami because I don't think he was in great situations. Record prediction for the Titans? 11 and 5. All right, guys. So we have eight teams to go here. Uh, I know this is pretty far deep in, but I'm going to try to just, I'm going to try to go pretty quick. Um, Bears. Pretty much for me, what I was, when I was doing this for the Bears, they didn't do much to close the gap between them and any of the teams in their division um, at all. They still need some help on O line. They lost. Kyle Long did nothing essentially to replace him. Um, Trubisky needs a good season. He's been so inconsistent. People make fun of Trubisky, and if Trubisky's bad, they're putting in Foles, and you know how Foles is in big games. So we'll see what happens there. I like the defense. I think defense still pretty strong. That was the strongest suit uh, of this team last year. And then... um, could they be going into a rebuild soon? If Trubisky doesn't do well and Foles is not the answer at quarterback, I guarantee you a lot of these good players gone after after this year to go into full rebuild. Um, like Khalil Mack might be gone. Uh, and Roquan Smith, you just go complete rebuild and maybe you keep Nagy around. Uh, but record prediction for this team, Two and fourteen. Lions. Uh, pretty much highlight here. Loss to Darius Slay. Big loss. Bring in Jeff Akuda and Desmond Trufant, though. Not too bad. Offense improved slightly. Bring in a guard of Jonah Jackson. Right tackle at Halle, uh, the Vitae guy from the Eagles. Um, DeAndre Swift is added to as well to that offense. Still not a lot of depth at receiver. Um, Galladay, Jones, and Amendola, top receivers there. Still kind of looking for some help, I think. Um, let's see. A lot of players brought in, worked with Patricia in New England. Danny Shelton, Jamie Collins, Duran Harmon, three guys there. This is a huge year for this team. I think make a break year for Patricia because he might be on the hot seat as well. A record prediction here, 3-13. and 13. Green Bay Packers. Don't get me wrong, I, lo- I like this team. Uh, some questionable moves this offseason, though. But um, Aaron Rodgers is in his last couple years, so in win-now mode, which is questionable why they make some moves here. Um, which goes into not a lot of pa- pass-catching options, pass-catching help for Rodgers. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis, yes. But Devont- besides Devontae Adams, you really don't have a solid receiver. Maybe... Kumaro emerges, or maybe um, I can't even think of another guy in Green Bay that's how 
that's a lack of talent that they have at receiver really much. Pretty much. Defense is strong, though. I like it. Um, you know, they added Kirk Christian Kirksey this offseason. It was great last season. Um, so we'll see if, if there's something that goes along with that as well. Um, can, can the defense help this offense r- roll through some games? But Aaron Rodgers should not have to put up 40 every game uh, to win. Well, and, and he shouldn't, but he'll have to, he'll have to whatever. Q, QB controversy, maybe? Um, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers? Highly doubt it, but there could be one. Who knows? Record prediction, 14-2. and two. All right, Vikings. Um, did a great job replacing the needs that they had. Diggs, gone. Justin Jefferson in. They drafted in the first round. They lose Riley Reef. Um, and then they pick up Ezra Cleveland in the draft. Pretty solid left tackle. Um, lose Unvold Joseph. Pick up Michael Pierce. Lose Xavier Rhodes. Pick up Jeff Gladney. Really not bad at all. Um, there really is no pressure for a good year because they are coming off of, t- of a great year last year. I think there's going to be a lull this year, but it's still going to be pretty decent. Defense looks pretty good. All Offense also, already pr- also pretty good. Um, they're going to miss digs, I think. Um, running backs are pretty good. Defense going to miss the lack of depth at corner, though. But record prediction, 7-9. and nine. All right, Bengals. I, I said excited for the future of this team. Obviously, Burrow, T. Higgins, pretty good. Um, some other, other people they brought in, pretty nice. Um, but a lot of this is going to be, um, if I think there will be really good if A.J. Green and John Ross are healthy. If both are really healthy, this team's going off. Um, maybe not 10-6, and 11-5. Going off from where they were last year, like maybe an eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. Uh, defense, I think, is great, especially with additions of DJ Reader, um, Akeem Davis Gaither, um, and a couple others. And then I think uh, if Burrow can Burrow put this team back on track, I think he can. I think he's a once in a generational talent. I think he's that good. Um, but record prediction, because kind of going with the Dolphins, it's going to take a little bit four and twelve. Browns look good on paper. They look good on paper last year. Really didn't really didn't equate that to the field. So a little bit of a question there. I think they're finally able to protect Baker, uh, Jack Conklin, Jedrick Willis, Kevin Zeitler, pretty good left guard. I think um, Wyatt Teller's playing right guard. He might be an iffy player, but uh, JC, JC Treader, nice little, uh, uh, Spot at center. Um, let's see. Uh, new head coach, I, Kevin Stefanski, should be pretty interesting. Um, brought in Austin Hooper, likes to run two tight end sets. Um, should be interesting to see how he u- utilizes that backfield and Baker as well. And then um, I think they'll be a sleeper playoff team. I think this team could potentially make the playoffs um, if, if everything goes really well for this team. Record prediction, Eight and eight. Then finally, the last two teams here, and then um, yeah, we'll just do the last two teams here, and quickly go over the playoff rankings. Baltimore Ravens. They added more weapons for Lamar Jackson. Devin Duvernay drafted uh, in the third. J.K. Dobbins drafted in the second. Um, scary enough. They're already scary enough. 
with uh, Marshall Yonder retiring, there is a uh, right guard bit of a weakness. I think they do need to address that a little bit more. Um, there could be guys out in free agency they could sign, though. Uh, definitely going to be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league this next season, because this these guys in the in the uh, Chiefs are come kind of hand in hand. You can't uh, can't really just uh, you can't bet against these guys. And to me, it's AFC Championship or Super Bowl lock. It's one of those two uh, for sure. A record prediction: fifteen and one. Now we go to the Steelers. Uh, if Roethlisberger can stay healthy, I think this team will be great. Um, I really do. Roethlisberger stays healthy. This team is back to its old form. Really, 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 really do. Uh, I think this team could be a wild card S team. Um, you know, they have the weapons. They have the decent defense. They just, you know, I think they could potentially sneak in. Um, you know, added another weapon for quarterbacks in Claypool. They already have Juju Smith-Schuster. They added Ebron as well. Um, so nice little additions there. I think the defense can be great. Um, really, really, that defense was pretty good last year too. So that that essentially that what was the defense was carrying the team last season. So record prediction for the Steelers: fourteen and two. All right, we're going to round this out here. Playoff rankings here. So in the NFC, number one seed, Buccaneers. Two seed Packers, three seed Seahawks, four seed Cowboys, five seed Saints, six seed 49ers. AFC, one seed Ravens, two seed Chiefs, three seed Titans, four seed Bills, five Steelers, six Colts. So that's all I had there. Um, so if you guys want me to do anything on the leagues that are about to reopen, NBA, NHL, Hit me up on the socials if you want to hear that. But besides that, I hope y'all have a good weekend.